Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. So today we wanted to talk about meditation. Meditation is said to be when we're listening. Yeah, we both kind of like that description of it. I agree. I think it's it means a lot because, you know, like a lot of people say that you should pray and meditate and they say prayer is when you are talking to your deity and meditation is when you're listening back. It makes it a two-way conversation. Right. So I think I was the only kid that ever discovered meditation on their own. I grew up staring at the waves on Lake Erie because that's where I'd find peace and my alone time. And that's where I found my escape. I was either there on Lake Erie or in the woods listening to the wind in the trees. And whenever I was home, I was listening to music or playing music. And that's where I started meditating. But I didn't really know what it was at the time. I just knew that when I sat there and stared at the lake, I felt really calm and my mind cleared and time would seem to pass by. And I wasn't really concerned about too much, and it was just a really nice place for me to be, so I enjoyed it very much. And it may have been more of an escape at that time, just getting away from the world that I was used to, but as I grew up, you know, adulthood kicked in, and with that came stress and anxiety. Yeah. So I was spending less time with my thoughts and more times worrying about what everyone else was thinking, so uh, listening to the news and Thinking about my job were top priority, uh, top priority for me, and my mind was kind of taken over by all that, and it did take a little bit of a mental toll on that. So I started looking into more formal kinds of meditations. Well, what I would do is sit quietly and focus on an object or my breathing, perhaps. And whenever distractions came into my mind, I'd acknowledge it and bring the attention back to whatever I was focused on. But at the time, I was already an adult, and I was kind of surprised at how hard it was to clear my mind. So just sitting alone in a quiet room with no distractions, and I found that very difficult to do. And my mind would just travel all over the place. It wasn't like it was when I was younger. So I'd seem to have lost the ability to have that calm mind. But I did eventually retrain my mind to slow and music helped me to bring me back to that place but even after that meditation that type of meditation for years I, I still found myself being stressed during my regular work days and even had difficulties with depression and anxiety and I'm not ashamed to say that I did speak to a psychologist because I was even having panic attacks at the time so I was able to identify the root cause of these panic attacks and and learned a lot about myself in the process. So through this experience, I did realize that what I was calling meditation was helping me to be calm, well, during my meditations, but I was actively avoiding thoughts that were coming up and dismissing them and not really dealing with the issues that continually came up. So I started to see this about meditations after I started writing and sharing my meditations. One person was listening to one of my meditations one time, and she started to cry. And it was confusing for me. And what she was doing was recalling childhood memories that she had dealt with and still had issues with. So that got me thinking. 
as with most of my personal discoveries, you know, I'm always able to see it in other people before I can see it in myself. So I started thinking about her crying and what I was doing during my meditations, and I kind of changed how I did things. And now, whenever a thought comes up during a meditation, now what I like to do is I attach a feeling to it. And when that feeling is good, I add that to my mental affirmations, if you will. And when it's not such a good feeling, if it's bad or sad or fearful, I just, I don't dismiss it as quickly anymore. I search for the root of this feeling and I ask myself when the first time I remember feeling this was. And I work through those emotions and feelings and when I do that, it keeps them from surfacing as much while I'm meditating. Paul, do you want to tell us about your meditation practice? Well, thank you, Brian. And, you know, I think one of the beautiful things about us doing this podcast is that we learn a lot about each other during the process. So that was that was really elegant. Thank you. Um, personally, I discovered meditation through recovery. I have been in active recovery from alcohol and drug addiction for over 16 years at this point. And in that journey, I found that I had backlogged so much emotion that I spent so much time running from that it was like a big mountain of crap, kind of like a dung beetle that's pushing crap up a mountain their whole life. And when I started meditating, because it was suggested to me and I was willing to take those suggestions, I found that when something came up, it didn't pull something out of the bottom of that mountain and have an avalanche fall on me that was cornering me into a scenario that I couldn't get out of clean. More than that, I didn't want to just not be using or not be drinking. I wanted to enjoy my life. And the people that were really flourishing were the people who were actively participating in recovery. And one of the first things they tell you is, you know, prayer and meditation is very important. And I found for me that the meditation was probably the biggest part because it was the first thing that I could do without any reservations. So one of the first keys to that was through meditation is where I learned to, um, well, an alternative to fighting life constantly. I mean, it started when the alarm clock went off. I was immediately in, you know, that mode where I was just, against the world and it was all against me and it was really difficult and I don't have that experience anymore because I don't have all this stuff behind me or that I'm trying to keep on my back from falling off. I don't have all these things that I'm trying to keep aligned in my head because I can deal with them and process them and let them go. I had to learn to look at life events as experiences instead of bullets being hurled at me and meditation opened that up for me. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Sure. So on this episode, what we did was we were looking up different aspects of meditation, and there's so much that we want to share with you guys, and it's going to take more than one podcast. But one of the things we found was the benefits of meditation. There was a, a beautiful list on the Mayo Clinic website, and we're not here to advocate anyone, but we really did like the list that they provided. So we're going to use their list today and read it out, but... Again, this came from the Mayo Clinic, and you can go and do your own research. But we want to talk about how we experience the things that they stated. So the Mayo Clinic website 
says the benefits of meditation. The first one is gaining a new perspective on stressful situations. Right. Well, I do tarot, as we discussed before. And in tarot, there is a card called the hanged man. And basically, it's it's someone hanging upside down. And anyway, this card is, it represents to me that sometimes we need to gain a new perspective by putting ourselves into an uncomfortable scenario, a neutral position, if you will, so that we can reassess things without bias. This is not happening to me, but is a growth experience. I personally felt this more from the physical aspects like in yoga, which if it, it can be quite enlightening, but like in yoga, you tend to have these different postures and poses that you do. And there, a lot of them are really uncomfortable to do, but you know that it's doing something beneficial for you. And there's documentation on the mm-hmm. benefits of yoga. And we're probably going to have someone in here at some point to do another episode on yoga. But one of the things that they talk about, well, one of the things I experienced after I started practicing yoga, which is an example of this, mind you, is that being uncomfortable, knowing that it's okay to be uncomfortable kind of bled over into my everyday activities. And I found myself being okay with being uncomfortable in traffic or waiting in line because it was inevitably a part of life that I needed to experience because there was no way around it. So we put ourselves into stances, you know, in yoga and we wind up ourselves in scenarios in life. But I find that it helps me to reach a different plateau cool so for me gaining a new perspective on stressful situations what came to my mind was that opening up our minds gives us the ability to to find different avenues of dealing with stressful situations so once I started listening to the things that were coming into my mind during meditation instead of quickly dismissing them I started looking at the root of the issues and gain directions on what I needed to work on instead of just practicing escapism, basically. My meditations evolved, and I did gain a new perspective on stressful situations. So I would agree with that first one. Um, Their second uh, benefit was uh, building skills to manage your stress. Ah. They're saying meditation helps with building skills to manage your stress. And we all know stress is a killer. And, and you know, our entire society has us dancing around the face of our clocks. It, we're always on a timeline, and sometimes we need to take a break to understand that although this may be necessary, what is, how important is it to the quality of my life that I have? And, and sometimes we can use that processing which we can gain from meditation to to be able to have a better understanding now i mean there's going to always be times like well here's an example like when i've went through severe grief it seemed to kind of shatter that illusion of time and having to always be right there and i kind of i I mean i did get back on track and and get motivated again and, and moving but i guess my point here is that there is a balance to that where we don't have to be a slave to the clock all the time. It's okay to give ourselves an opportunity, you know, and, and not 
be just an example of the evolution of the rat race that we happen to be in with society at this point. It, meditation gives us a chance to instead seek inner balance between that. Cool. Well, I too can see meditation as a, a tool almost in this case to building skills to manage your stress. Because someone with anxiety like myself, I, I'm often hyper-focused on stressful things and I make them into huge, huge issues. And most of these things I've developed in my mind would never happen, just in my mind. And the anxiety um, that I'm feeling, the emotions and the feelings that I'm working up in my mind, I'm actually feeling. So it's just feeling emotions of things that I'm imagining in my mind. Does that make sense? It does, yes. So meditation does give me the opportunity to check the validity of these perceived issues and to cut through the BS, frankly. Um it's just made up stress and I can figure that out in my mind and then better manage my stress. So I would totally agree that meditation helps me building skills, helps me uh, manage my stress. What was the next one, Brian? The next one is <clears throat> increasing self-awareness. Well, we do forget at times that we're very sophisticated, multi-tiered beings. And I say this because... My awareness has changed since I started meditating and I realized that not only do I have my physical body that I need to take care of and feed and, and nurture and, you know, help to repair, but I also have an emotional self. There's a mental aspect, self, if you will, and there's a spiritual self that, you know, they all need to be nurtured and heard and cared for. And when I overlook any of these, they tend to have, they grow into a bigger issue and it can cause... It can cause or even cripple us. I mean, for example, like medicine in the U.S. requires us to be our own advocate, right? And there's not a clutch in that system to do routine checkups on the other systems. I mean, like if you have a total mental collapse, then of course, you know, maybe someone will step in hopefully and, and help you with that. But unfortunately, that's what it takes. It, it pretty much does. But, you know, when when one of these aspects of ourselves are neglected, it impacts the others. Like if I overload my mental self with constant stressors to be perfect or to outperform, just whatever it is, it can cause physical exhaustion. So that's example, one self bleeding into the other self or pulling energy from another one to try and bring itself into balance. Right. And also like when we neglect our spiritual self, it can bleed over into other aspects and lead to destructive behavior. Um, addiction issues or codependency type issues, which can definitely impact our relationships, which can impact again our emotional self so there's there's different aspects or ways to look at this but i guess the point here is that it's like a game of i don't know battling tops when i was a kid if these aspects are not given the opportunity to be heard then they they can spin out of control and impact the other things around them and for me meditation gives me the opportunity to check in with those different aspects of myself and just hear them out and let them play out because I'm in a neutral space and they just kind of make themselves present. Right. Well, my answer to increasing self-awareness, what came to mind for me was that in our society, we just listen to so many sources of information on our phones, TVs, radios, and social media 
that we're reacting to other people's emotions far more than we're listening to ourselves. So meditation for me tends to cut out the distractions. I'm focusing on me and we actually listen to ourselves and become more self-aware that way. So increasing self-awareness is definitely something that I would agree meditation becomes a benefit of. So next on the list of things that benefit benefits of meditation from the Mayo Clinic website is focusing on the present. For many of us, this is a huge issue. I mean, we've already had a podcast about this. We tend to live with one foot in the future, worried about what might happen and the other one trailing behind us in the past with regrets like should haves and the things we might have said or done and, and let this amazing opportunity presented today slip right through our fingers. We can't be happy tomorrow because we only live in today. If you want to manifest joy and happiness, it takes being present now to fulfill these items. And meditation takes away the, I guess, the blinders of, of all of that crap that's like pressing down on me and brings me to a, a state of neutrality where I have just right now to be able to process as opposed to comparing everything to yesterday or tomorrow and I can be here. Yeah, that's it's pretty much a given that, you know, focusing on the present is definitely a, a benefit of meditations because many times in my over-anxious mind, I'm worried about a future that, that's probably not going to happen. So by focusing on emotions that come up in meditation, I can ask myself if this is something that's happening in the now or if it's not happening, for example, I can dismiss the thought and just focus on the now so getting those thoughts into perspective um, does help us live in the present and definitely is a benefit of meditation. Next on the list of benefits of meditation from the Mayo Clinic is reducing negative emotions. Well, you know personally that I kind of have issue with the wording here. I, I tend to not believe that anything is all good or all bad, That and, and I don't believe that emotions are all good or all bad. If you do, then, well... They all have relevance, but we can't abandon them like they're a dirty diaper. I mean, we need to look at them and determine their purpose for being presented. If we cast our emotions as good or bad, we assign bias to them and we don't give them the proper respect they deserve and are likely to run. If we're likely to run from them with our actions and, and leave them there to fester, you know, like a wound in our physical body, right? We're creating a source of infection. And we simply need to look for any life lessons in the, in the presented emotions and see how they may relate to our path and then thank them for their lesson and ask them to move on. And I mean, if that blows out of proportion, of course, you know, there are medical issues that can cause that too. But generally stating, I find that meditation does give me an ability to be able to keep my emotions in a balance so that it's not overflowing, but I don't really like the word in good or bad, right? Yeah, I like the way you said that. Uh, for me, it's the same, you know, and perhaps a better way of saying it, instead of saying reducing negative emotions, a better way to put it might be putting emotions into perspective. Um, are they real or are they imaginary? And should they be something that I want to embellish or diminish? So have the thought, process it, and then decide when to send it off and move on. So we got a couple more 
of <laughs> benefits on the list. One is increasing imagination and creativity. Wow. You know, it's, it's funny because many times this is where our inspiration for a new writing for this website or a podcast idea or a meditation that we create or write or, you know, that you generate and put online, Brian, this is, this is where they come from is from our meditations. When, when we're in this point of self realization, it's a free and unrestricted space, you know, and we're more easily, we can more easily access that spark for creativity and imagination. And it just kind of, it presents itself. Well, I think that, you know, it helps you be in your right brain and your creative aspect of your right brain. And that's, that's for sure. Um, but I come at it kind of at a different angle. This is you and I have some differences in the way we meditate and what we do. But, um, so I imagine that someone that has a lack of creativity or imagination can definitely use meditation to increase those things. But for myself, I ha- I already have so much creativity and imagination. In fact, sometimes I need to use my meditation to harness those thoughts because often they can overflow into worry or anxiety. Um, if I'm my imagination blows things out of proportion sometimes and I, I make a bigger deal out of it all in my head. It's part of my anxiety. So I need that meditation time to distinguish the importance of my thoughts. And another difference of you and I, you like to meditate in the morning and it kind of, you can see why after you answered that question. <laughs> and I'm more of a, an evening meditation person that I like to cool down, get the day past and relax and put everything behind me and clear my mind so that I can rest well. Yeah, I do like to meditate in the morning because I feel like it it gives me a chance to not bring over whatever that insane thinking I had while I was asleep. I don't want that to to set the tone for my day. I, I want to I want to set the tone with the inspiration, the intent that I want to generate for that day and manifest. So, yep. yeah. So next on the list, Paul, do you feel like uh, meditation helps you increase your patience and tolerance? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when we give ourselves a chance to breathe, right, we can realize that we're a participant in life and just like other people are right. And that, that was really big for me when I had that realization, it was something that just kind of came and of course, maybe it was because, you know, I was, I got clean, <laughs> but, and that probably had a lot to do with it too, but it was a really big thing for me. And this in turn gave me the unique opportunity to start responding to things that were happening instead of reacting to events, whether they're from someone saying something or a car in traffic, it was just, I can realize and know logically that everything happening around me, it, it's, I don't have to be the center of the universe. And and when I look at things with a more objective view and consider aspects like, well, maybe that person is going through something, you know, personally, or, or maybe they're not feeling well today, or that car could be on the way to the hospital, or they could have just got bad news that someone, you know, in their family was, you know, sick or dying. Mm-hmm. I've had those experiences where I could not participate in a generous you know, way mm-hmm. and, you know, and they could just be an asshole, but if they are, the life's going to give them what they need. <laughs> it's just going to do that for them. I believe that happens. And, um, my response today can be something that 
can help to manifest peace within, you know, by not generating negativity. And I believe that's definitely a result of meditation for me. Yep. Agreed. So society moves fast and it's easy to get overstimulated and that keeps us from being able to just sit alone with our thoughts, being patient and tolerant. Most people find it impossible to sit alone in their thoughts. You know, I, if you ask somebody to do that, that doesn't meditate, it's pretty much a monumental task for them the first few times they try to do that. But, you know, once you learn the ability to sit alone with your thoughts and your tolerance and patient levels um, definitely improve, and it's a, a natural result for someone who meditates. So we're going to combine the next two. Um, the benefits of meditation, according to Mayo Clinic website, lowering resting heart rate. It lowers your resting heart rate, yeah. and it lowers your resting blood pressure. Yeah. No, that's yeah. another given, obviously. I well, think. sure. I mean, I'm not going to argue with these two points. I, I know that when I personally go to the doctor and I'm going to get my blood pressure taken, I'm sitting there already, like, starting my breathing and calming myself. And I, I can literally feel myself calming down prior to the cuff thing, you know, doing its thing. And... This is a, a measured physiological response that has been documented, which does reinforce that one of our aspects of self definitely impact the other, right? So we're taking care of those other aspects of ourselves and it's physically assisting us. So in this case, the, the mental clarity is less confused emotionally and the we're nurturing our spiritual self and we're reducing the blood pressure on the physical plane, our physical self you know agreed yeah so our, our natural fight or flight response seems to be per perpetually engaged in our culture we're always on our toes ready to react to anything that attacks us and i think as a gay person you know anybody that is a gay person can kind of relate to that um oftentimes we do feel on our toes about a lot of different things we have to be ready to fight or flight basically run away so <laughs> real or imaginary in some cases it's not even you know a real thing it's just our mind developing these thoughts but it's a survival instinct that sure. and it can definitely put us in distress mode but unplugging during meditation gives us the opportunity to disconnect and in order to live more harmoniously i would say sure so last but not least the last uh, benefit of meditation, as listed on the Mayo Clinic website, is improving sleep quality. Well, I mean, who wouldn't say that when they have a lot on their mind that they don't sleep well? I mean, maybe a big presentation tomorrow, work, or unpaid traffic tickets. I just had jury duty. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was so stressed out. Like, when I went there, and are they going to pick me or are they not going to pick me? And I got picked and then I got dismissed and that was a whole another story, maybe another podcast or something. But then again, I mean, when, when someone is feeling rage or shame or guilt or remorse, I mean, these things can cause these like psychological loops and, and these mental loops or emotional loops where we keep going through this over our mind and we're impacting things. It, it's, it's taking a lot of energy and it's just this wheel that's spinning and meditation for me helps that stuff to, to, be dealt with and put into their proper perspective in their proper places. And then they can be quiet when I'm attempting to reset my physical body and, and the sleep cycle. But yeah, I have to say CPAPs help with that too, for me. So yeah, those are <laughs> noisy sometimes. Yeah. A lot of fun to sleep with somebody that uses a CPAP. That's for sure. So whenever I can't sleep, 
you know, it's, it's because my brain's in overdrive and I'm spinning, my mind is spinning with thoughts. So anything that can slow my thoughts is going to improve my sleep. And meditation, I think, is probably the healthiest way to do that, to slow your mind so that you can sleep well. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, I hope you got some interesting information about it. Check out um, the gaypeace.com meditations right there on gaypeace.com for free. You can just listen to them. You don't even have to do anything. Just put some headphones on, close your eyes in a safe place, and just listen. And it tends to relax you, uh, some of the feedback that I'm getting from people. So please visit gaypeace.com and check that out. And remember, I am peace, and I can be the peace. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys. Don't forget to visit GayPeace.com and manifest peace by making